Chapter Twenty One of the Nibelungenlied. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in May two thousand and twelve. The Nibelungenlied, translated by Daniel B. Shumway. Chapter Twenty One: How Krimhild Journeyed to the Huns let now the messengers ride we will do you to wit how the queen journeyed through the lands and where giselher and gernot parted from her they had served her as their fealty bade them down to vergen on the danube they rode here they gan crave leave of the queen for they would ride again to the rhine without tears these faithful kinsmen might not part Doughty Giselher spake then to his sister, Whenever, lady, thou shouldst need me, when aught doth trouble thee, let me but know, and I will ride in thy service to Etzel's land. Those who were her kin she kissed upon the mouth. Lovingly they took their leave of Margrave Rudiger's men. The queen had with her many a fair-fashioned maid, full a hundred and four, that wore costly robes of rich gay-coloured silks many broad shields were borne close by the ladies on the road but many a lordly warrior turned then from her they journeyed soon from thence down through bavarian land here the tale was told that many unknown strangers had gathered there where still a cloister standeth and where the inn floweth into the danube in the town of Passau, where lived the bishop, lodgings were soon emptied and the prince's court as well, as they hurried forth to meet the strangers in the Bavarian land, where the bishop pilgrim found fair Krimhild. The knights of the land were little loth when in her train they saw so many comely maids, with their eyes they courted the daughters of noble knights. Later good lodgings were given the noble guests. With his niece the bishop rode toward Passau. When it was told the burghers of the town that Krimhild was come, their prince's sister's child, well was she greeted by the merchants. The bishop had the hope that they would stay. Then spake Sir Eckewart, That may not be. We must fare further down to Rudiger's land. Many knights await us, for all what well the news. Well wist fair Gotelind the tale. She tired her and her noble child with care. Rudiger had sent her word that it thought him good that she should cheer the mind of the queen by riding forth with his vassals to the ends for to meet her. When this message had been given, one saw on every side the roads alive. On foot and horse they hastened to meet their guests. Now was the queen come to Efferding. Enow there were from the Bavarian land who might perchance have done the guests much harm had they robbed upon the roads as was their wont. That had been forestalled by the lordly Margrave. He led a thousand knights or more. Now Gotelind, the wife of Rudiger, was come. With her there rode many a noble knight in lordly wise. When they were come across the Traun upon the plain by ends, 
one saw erected huts and tents where the guests should have their lodgings for the night rudiger gave the vitae to his guests fair gotelind left her lodgings far behind her along the road there trotted many a shapely palfrey with jingling bridle fair was the welcome right well was rudiger pleased among those who rode to meet them on the way on either side in praiseworthy wise was many a knight they practised chivalry the which full many a maiden saw nor did the service of the knights mislike the queen when that rudiger's liegeman met the guests many truncheons were seen to fly on high from the warrior's hands in knightly custom as though for a prize they rode before the ladies there this they soon gave over and many warriors greeted each other in friendly wise they then escorted fair gotelind from thence to where she saw Grimhild. scant leisure had they who wot how to serve the ladies the lord of bechelaren rode now to his wife little it irked the noble margravine that he was come so well and sound from the rhine in part her cares had given way to joy when she had welcomed him he bade her dismount with the ladies of her train upon the sward many a noble knight bestirred him and served the ladies with eager zeal then grimhild spied the margravine standing with her mani no nearer she drew but checked the palfrey with the bridle and bade them lift her quickly from the saddle men saw the bishop with ekewart lead his sister's child to gotelind all stood aside at once then the exiled queen kissed gotelind upon the mouth full lovingly spake rudiger's wife now well is me dear lady that i have ever seen with my own eyes your charming self in these our lands not liefer might hap to me in all these times now god requite you quoth grimhild most noble gotelind shall i and bortelung's son remain alive and well it may be lief to you that ye have seen me here neither knew what must needs later hap many maidens went to meet each other in courtly wise the warriors too were full ready with their service after the greeting they set them down upon the clover with many they became acquaint who were full strange to them aforetime as it was now high noon men bade pour out wine for the ladies the noble mani no longer tarried but rode to where they found many broad pavilions there ample service stood ready for the guests that night they had repose till early on the morn those from bechelaren made ready for to lodge the worthy guests so well had rudiger planned that little enow they lacked the embrasures in the walls stood open the castle at bechelaren was opened wide in rode the guests whom men were fain to see the noble host bade purvy them proper easement most lovingly rudiger's daughter with her mani went to welcome the queen there too stood her mother the margrave's wife many a high-born maid was greeted with delight they took each other by the hand and hied them hence to a broad hall fashioned full fair under which the danube flowed along towards the breeze they sate and held great pastime 
what more they did i cannot tell save that grimhild's men-at-arms were heard to grumble that they fared so slowly on their way for much it irked them ho what good knights rode with them hence from bechelaren Rudiger offered them much loving service the queen gave gotelin's daughter twelve ruddy armlets and raiment too as good as any that she brought to etzel's land although the nibelung gold was taken from her yet she did win the hearts of all that saw her with the little she still might have great gifts were given to the courtiers of the host in turn the lady gotelind offered the guests from the rhine worship in such friendly wise that men found passing few of the strangers that did not wear her jewels or her lordly robes when they had eaten and should depart faithful service was proffered by the lady of the house to etzel's bride the fair young margravine too was much caressed to the queen she spake when so it thinketh you good i know well that my dear father will gladly send me to you to the hunnish land how well grimhild marked that the maiden loved her truly the steeds were harnessed and led before the castle of bechelaren and the noble queen took leave of rudiger's wife and daughter with a greeting many a fair maid parted too full seldom did they see each other since these days from medelik the folk bare in their hands many a rich cup of gold in which they offered wine to the strangers on the highway thus they made them welcome a host dwelt there hight astolt who showed them the road to the austrian land towards mautan down the danube there the noble queen was later served full well from his niece the bishop parted lovingly how he counselled her that she should bear her well and that she should purchase honour for herself as helka too had done ho oh, what great worship she later gained among the huns to the treism they escorted hence the guests rudiger's men pervade them zealously until the huns came riding across the land then the queen became acquaint with mickle honour near the treism the king of the hunnish land did have a mighty castle hight zeisenmauer known far and wide lady helka dwelt there aforetime and used such great virtues that it might not lightly ever hap again unless it be through grimhild she wist so how to give that after all her sorrow she had the joy that etzel's liegemen gave her great worship of which she later won great store among the heroes etzel's rule was known far and wide so that all time one found at his court the boldest warriors of whom men ever heard among christian or among paynim they were all come with him all time there were at his court what may not so lightly hap again christian customs and also heathen faith in whatsoever wise each lived the bounty of the king bestowed on all enow chapter twenty one